On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. Hello out there. This is Pub Crawlers. And this is the genius. Uh, thank you for joining us on another week of As the Ale House Turns. Actually, you people should be thanking us. I mean, you know, we have to, I had to go through a big traffic jam to get here. I know, it's always a chore to get, get here. Well, there was an accident. Well. So I took uh, Rock and Roll Ruth on a, we weaved in and out of all kinds of interesting neighborhoods along the lake on the south side to yeah. get around the accident, yeah. But I'm here. Thank God. Um, I'm still going to thank the listeners for tuning in because, well, I mean, maybe we should take thank the listener. <laughs> what are you talking about? We have all kinds of listeners. Yeah, we do. Um, so thank you. I will personally thank you. Bruce might not. He probably thinks you're all a piece of poop. No, I don't think they're all a piece of poop. I think that my our listeners are very um, astute, sophisticated people, or else they wouldn't be listening to us. I have, I have the highest regard for our listeners. I yeah. just think they should thank us. All right, all. well, you guys feel free to send in those thank you notes whenever you want. Um, we're, we're here. We're accepting them. Yeah. Uh, welcome, Rock and Roll Ruth, for always being uh, on the ready for us. Our assistant producer. <laughs> yep. Our executive producer is here. Jordan, of course. We wouldn't be here if Jordan wasn't here. Well, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jordan, right, would we? Right, period. Everyone's talking about every week. Yeah. Well, fortunately, I mean, you're not. I thought you were gonna. You would master no. all this stuff instantly. No, fuck that. Yeah, apparently. I don't know how to do any of those buttons and things. Well, well you know how to sneak across what? a border. He, <laughs> I was, yeah, the border of uh, Old Town and Bucktown, maybe. Well, just lucky. That was just an accident of birth. Um, speaking of accidents of births, um, you want to tell a story about your childhood? Which story? I mean, there's all kinds of interesting stories. You know, the interesting well, thing about my about child. Poop. Well, you were, no, you, 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 a pub call Liz is obsessed with poop stories. No, I'm not obsessed with poop. I just think sometimes poop can be funny. Well, I, I mean, yes, it under uh, certain circumstances. I mean, I, I used to weaponize poop. I remember one time there was this really, uh, the, the, um, speaking of a childhood poop story, um, the the athletic director was a scum sucking rat fuck named Julian Taylor when I was in high school, hideously ugly man, and it turns out he was a football coach who had never played football. I mean, come on. So anyway, but he was a real prick. So he lived almost to, uh, on Main Street, almost to Ogden Avenue, and um, so, so we we used to do a lot of poop stuff. And this one kid had a dog that had constant diarrhea. So we scraped up a box of the dog's fresh diarrhea. We took it over to uh, Taylor's house. Then we put it on his front porch. And one of the kids, see, now I'm not really, I'm not adept at, you know, all the kind of scientific and technical stuff. I just like, you know, I'm into the physical stuff. 
So he said, well, it would be even worse if we set the fire, set it on fire, then ring his doorbell. So we set the poop on fire on Julian's front porch, and it was, so we all ran across the street, climbed a tree to watch. And there was this kid named George Lever, and George was always just fucking, I mean, it was just amazing how he would fuck up one, everything we tried to do. So we're all over in the tree. So Taylor comes, answers the door. He sees the fire on his front porch. He starts stamping the poop with his foot. But he doesn't realize it's poop because it's the fire. So now he's screaming and cursing, and his wife is, oh, my God. And George falls out of the goddamn tree and breaks his fucking arm. <laughs> so we had to get, we're all laughing so hard we can barely run away. That was a fun poop story. Okay, well, I mean, that is kind of funny, but I would Oh, I'll tell you one more. There's another good one. There was a horrible seventh grade teacher. His name was Mr. Calter. He was a religious freak. In those days, teachers in Downers Grove got paid 3,800 bucks starting. I mean, I don't even know how they lived. This guy had this, like, a 1912 car, and um, it had the old felt um, interior. So... He was terrible. He would give you, you know, he, he would he would give you. I, I would spend every day after school because of some perceived bad thing I had done. So once again, we rely. I forget where we got the shit this time. But we got some uh, good shit, stuck it in his heater, jammed it As in. As opposed to bad shit. Well, this was pretty potent, and the, it was funny because for the rest of the winter. Whenever you see him driving around, and it could be five below zero, all of his windows were open. I love that. We got him good. Okay, so the first poop story was funny, but I'm not a fan of poop stories where you're using it against weaponized. people. Weaponized. I'm yeah, weaponizing no, that's poop. That's not nice. My poop, my dumb poop jokes are literally just jokes. Like earlier, you were saying how every time you put the headphones on, you feel like you're a World War II pilot. Dropping bombs, and I said, "Why don't you just wear them in the toilet?" Yeah, why? Well, that I, was funny. I no, it wasn't funny. I, didn't, I wasn't even slightly amused by that. See, they're one-liners. Yeah, That's yeah. how poop is funny—not actually physically touching the shit and putting it in front of people or on people. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. that's your opinion. <laughs> um, I can't believe we're talking about poop. Well, you're the one that wanted to bring it up, not me, because I don't think it's classy. <laughs> You're the most juvenile person I know, and you don't want to talk about poop. I'll tell one more poop story. <laughs> we, we, we play hooky. We used to play hooky. When we play hooky, we have to do something. So we go to Brookfield Zoo, take the train to Brookfield Zoo. So there's this, this guy. He was a real, very good athlete named Norman Gorecki. Of course, he was a year older than me, so he had a big advantage. But anyway, Norman was a very good athlete. He was kind of a goof. And we got off the train in Brookfield, walk over to the zoo, and we walk in, and there's this some type of ape or monkey. I, I, you know, I, I know monkeys have tails and apes have no tails. I forget what this was, but it was a big, kind of a bizarre-looking simian-type creature. And um, so Norman starts pointing at it, making fun. Look at look at the asshole monkey or whatever it was. It's looking, it's glaring back. What the hell? He grabs a big handful of shit and throws it right in his face. Yeah, good for oh, good for Oh god, him. it was funny. God, I laugh my ass off. Good for that ape. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Unfortunately, it was hard shit. It wasn't soft. Yeah, even better. Yeah, it would have been better if it was soft. Um. All right. Well, that's some good shit stories to start. Yeah. Well, that's, oh, <laughs> it's by your direction. What? 
Um, did you do anything fun this weekend? Oh boy, let me think. What, what do we? I, did yeah. you guys have date night on Friday night? Uh, no, no date night. Oh, gays are slacking. She, w- she wouldn't put out. Well, I mean, I can't blame her. No, actually, you can't. <laughs> I, honestly speaking, no, you can't really blame her. <laughs> um, all right, so that, those are your usual Fridays. So yeah, we, can, we were out Saturday. It was fun. There was a lot of really interesting people in here. Activity. Yeah, there was a, a couple. Of, I wrote about my upcoming blog about a couple of Egyptian doctors. There was a mm. guy from New York that was cool. There was people from all over the place. There was uh, a couple of Aussies in here. There was. It was quite Good. international. I came into the bar on Saturday night really late. I went to a wedding, <clears throat> and who, then who got married? Uh, just a friend. And um, was this hetero? Yes. Oh. It's a male and a female at the, at the altar. That? That's pretty unusual. I know, right? Um, crazy, crazy what age we're living in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a really fun wedding, and we wanted to maybe just... It's one of those situations where you want to have one more, but then you really shouldn't in hindsight. Anyway, mm-hmm. we came. I came in here, and uh, it was late, and everyone was gone, and had a quick drink and went home. Uh-huh. And it's been a very uh, musically filled few days for me. On Friday, I went to see one of my favorite bands ever. You're gonna, you probably have no idea who they are. The uh, Foo Fighters. No, no, I saw this '80s uh, electronica band called Erasure. It's called what? Erasure. Erasure Heads. No, just Erasure. Just Erasure. Yeah, they were really big in the '80s. They were big in the '80s. Yeah. What, what, what kind of songs do they? Yeah, sing? It was like ele- electronic synth. Oh, synth does pop. that sound good? Oh, mm-hmm. I, yeah. So Sorry. that was great. Sorry, I missed it that. It was at the Chicago Theater. I, Did I you was take lots of bubble gum with you? I took lots of videos. Oh. Um, so that was always uh, that was a good show. And then last night I went to see the Foo Fighters at Wrigley Field. God. I, I will sh- tell you this. I like. I, I never would seek out their music. I certainly wouldn't. I wasn't jumping to get a ticket because I don't want to pay the money to, you know, just go see a band that I maybe kind of like and maybe know a few songs. Certainly enjoy their music when it's playing in the background on the radio or something. But um, my friend, oh, a Swedish sailor, oh. sent me a text and said, hey, I have an extra ticket. It's free. It's yours. Come out. And I thought, oh, awesome. Beautiful summer day. Uh, Wrigley Field, my happy place, good friends, let's go. And I got to tell you, it was an awesome show. I knew like 95% of the, of the songs, which I was surprised. I surprised myself. And it was just like some good, hardcore rock and roll entertainment. Like, you know, doing all the stuff on the guitar and the drum solos and walking up and down this like runway. And the crowd was into it. And it was just, it was a really good show. So I'm really happy I went. What does that sound exciting? I really I know envy you don't. You. I, we already talked about this. No, you don't I, like. I, I I tell you what, because when you said I never even heard of these ass. What what a horrible name, but <laughs> uh, I'd never heard of them. D- Dave Grohl, the head of the lead I've singer heard for that name. I okay, have heard that name. The lead name. singer for the Foo Fighters used to yeah. be the drummer for a famous band in the '90s called Nirvana. Have you heard of Nirvana? Yeah, I mean I've heard of them. Yeah. Wow, that's actually, I'm, I'm impressed that you've heard of them. I probably played baseball against the assholes. Where are they from? Seattle. Oh, yeah, man, who knows? And this was the, like, early so 90s. So he's a fucking drummer? Yeah, originally, but now he's lead guitarist for the Foo Fighters. No, and a singer. He's a singer and a... Well, I, so when I heard you were going to go see the... When you announced that you were seeing the Foo Fighters, I Googled them. 
and all I got is this fucking asshole laying on a stage. I broke my leg. I <laughs> broke my leg. This fucking I asshole laying on a stage. I can't sing. I can't sing. What the kind? Of, what kind of pussy is that? I mean, do you think that Chuck Berry would have? I mean, he'd been broken two legs. He'd be out there singing for Christ's he sake. He stayed and played. That, you he watched, didn't stay. No, he had to drag his ass you off. You watched the actual footage it. of I him breaking it. his leg. I watched it. He's laying on his ass. So that for that reason, you don't like them. Well, it was, I couldn't even hear him sing because all I heard was, I broke my leg. Did you try? I broke my leg. <laughs> Did you try? Going? What the hell is that? I turned on. And, right. and it took me about 10 minutes for that to even come on because my goddamn internet in that room is so slow. <laughs> so when I finally get him, I broke my leg. I can't. So you chose to not Google um, another video of theirs to actually hear the music? Ask Ruth. It took me, I mean, with taking hours to connect with him. Why don't you go in the other room? Because... You're, uh, you, he has, he has like four computers, 17 devices, all in different rooms well, because he to, because has to be connected at all for, times. Yeah, because the one in the front room, which is my favorite, isn't always <laughs> functional. So then, I don't understand this, genius. Why don't it, you just walk to the other room where the little boxes where I showed because you... Because I was comfortable where I was. And well, walking for another room for room for the Foo Fighters. That says it all. The Fuck you Fighters. You act as though you should, live in fucking Buckingham Palace. It's going to take you forever to get to the other I think, room. Um, I think that we should change our name to the Fuck Fighters. I don't like <laughs> Foo Fighters. Well, speaking of music, something interesting has happened. and Well, no, something interesting has come to light. All right. Bruce has decided that he's going to write no, a... No, I have been doing this for years. Well, I this didn't know is a this. Work... You just brought this up. Well, that's what I mean. It's just come to light because so it's far from So you completed. recently told me that you're going to write a country-western album. Well, no. You see, you didn't pay attention. Oh, God. This is fusion you music. You change your mind every day. No, it's not. You don't pay attention. I, uh, this is fusion. I, I am trying to blend. I hate these titles like uh, pop and... And blues and jazz. I mean, what I, do you mean? I'll tell you why. Give me an example of a of a real song that exists. The title who you don't like? No, it's not that. It's a, it's by the generic thing. So what I believe in, what I've been trying to accomplish for the last twenty years, is a fusion, a melding of rock, rock and roll, blues. This is not a novel polka, idea. The polka. Oh, blending them all oh, together? all together. I was going to say, people have m- fused two different types of music. Like, have you ever heard of something yeah, called this is, no, um, I'm, I'm, acid I'm, jazz? I'm really, really, this is really groundbreaking. Okay, so what? Name, name one pop band that, that has brought polka, for instance, into their... The, the Pocaholics. What are they, what, what are they saying? <laughs> the Popaholics. Polka-like ditties. Yeah, but this is like blending with all of them. So anyway, have you ever heard of a, a, a type of music called ska that was big in the '80s? They basically melded rock with um, some new wave with reggae. Um, no, I haven't heard that because I'm, obviously they're not that good enough for me to. Are you kidding me? Google next time you're in, you're in one of your good so, rooms, so what you're your functioning to, rooms. Google your, a band what, called The Specials or one called oh The English God, Beat. Please, no. No, I, um, my music was, and then also bringing in classical music. 
because I want to orchestrate my music. I don't want just there are uh, a lot of learn. techno bands that have incorporated classical music. Techno what's bands. that? What's that famous song? Uh, Carmina Burana. There's yes. a whole techno song. I'm going to play it for you after this podcast, and you're going to see what they've done and created this great techno song. Well, first of all, they couldn't improve on Car- Carmina Burana. All right. So well, anyway, so you so you want you asked me. I've been working on my album for for years. You asked me to bring in some of the titles. Yeah, because I didn't understand what the hell you were doing. So wait, this is a fusion of country, western, and polka, and pop, and pop, blues, blues. Yeah. So we got four. Yes. Four is country, is country western classic country. Wait, is country like like Loretta Lynn stuff? Classic country. She so, Loretta Lynn's classic country. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. what I said. Okay. So, wait, I have a question for everyone, because I don't like country music. Well, I like classic country music. I like that stuff. Yeah. But is there a difference between country and a difference between country and western? And is there a country western? Are those three different things? Yeah, fuck that. That's just guys trying to sell records. Who gives a shit? <sighs> Fine. Don't acknowledge my question. Now, here's the problem just I'm dismiss facing. dismiss it. Here's the pa- it was a, the, pro- the question was too trivial to really think too much about. The... Um, um, the problem I'm having is, even though I was a star student at Juilliard, I never learned to read music. So I can't really orchestrate myself. So I've got these great titles, and I've got, you know, many of them, many of the lyrics are, you know, various stages of completion. But I do have an all-star cast of titles, and I was actually thinking maybe, because we've collaborated on our opening song here, I was thinking maybe, maybe Pub Crawl Liz would be interested in uh, completing some of these songs. So, oh yeah. Um, I if you'd like, like that. if you'd like, I'd, I'd start. I'd, now some of these are takeoffs on other country and western songs or polkas so, or various. Are they like covers? Cover songs? What do you mean cover? I'm just giving you the titles, which kind of explain everything. So a, a cover song is basically um, you take an existing song and you make it your own by using oh, the same no. melody. No, no, these are all original. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, what do you have there? These are song titles. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you a list of the titles, and this kind of might explain fusion to you. Um, of course, the the title song for the album and also the album cover, which I've been working on designing, um, is so the t- first one is "Get Your Dick Out of My Mouth" because I'm kissing you goodbye. Now, that's a real that's a real toe tapper. Um, that's a country western song, I imagine, right? And I just came up with the other one the, on Saturday night, which is uh, or Friday night, which is uh, usually date night, but always being more creative. And that's uh, <laughs> baby, let's get busy because I'm fading fast. Um, now, my third my third title is All My Bitches Live in Riches. Is that a rap song? Um, that's kind of rap. Yeah. yeah, I figured. Yeah, that's kind of fusion rap. So, oh yeah, because I'm bringing hip hop into this. Yeah, tour. I know. Okay. Uh, let's see. If you're tired of masturbation, come and be my sex relation. Um, what kind of? Um, that's kind of a classic. Okay, like a classic rock music now, song. Like the, an Almond Brothers song. Uh. No, no, I wouldn't say Alban Brothers song. Um, Eagles? 
No, 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 not not Beatles. No, Eagles. Eagles. I don't even know who the fuck. Oh wait, fly. Who, yeah, was yeah, that? That's, that's, that's Steve that? Miller band. That's Steve Miller band. Oh, I played golf with him. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. In fact, when I was when I, I we had the same lawyer. He had some kind of a underage broad case, and <laughs> I used to bump into him in my lawyer's office. Um, the other one, the, the now my poke, my polkas, I'm pretty happy with. Uh, the first uh, polka is the poop hole polka. Speaking of poop, uh, then classic country. I sniffed the line. Kind of <laughs> Johnny kind Cash. Of, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Um, how about another country western? Her teeth are shot, but she's still so goddamn hot. Um, every time I go downtown, somebody kicks my bitch around. Um, I would have sent you a letter, but I forgot your fucking name. <laughs> um, her pussy stinks, but she's all I got. Oh, God. Um, stink finger polka? Oh, God. Um... Oh, I got some other good ones too. I'm listening. I Everyone's mean, listening. I mean, these are great tunes. Just I can't wait to start getting yeah. to work on the lyrics. Um, she's got pimples on her butt. She is nice. Polka. It's a lot of polka yeah. on this. Loose pussy and tight shoe blues. Chicken pox polka. Mississippi mama, I adore you. Pull off your drawers, and I'll explore you. <laughs> I may be too old for her, but she ain't too young for me. And then I've got a couple of prison songs. These are more bluesy, bluesy prison songs. Not so much rap. I was thinking more rap, but no, not so much hip-hop, but more, more blues. Um, don't serve time, let time serve you. And... Uh, Ain't no pity in Steel City, and then the gangbang polka kind of concludes it. So, wow, I was thinking maybe you'd want to collaborate. I think um, I would certainly uh, make an attempt at some of those. I don't necessarily agree with the titles of a few of them. Oh, see, this is a kind of little prudish. You just love shit um, <laughs> jokes. I but, told you a kind of like. But these are these are fairly deep subjects. Okay. <laughs> I don't even want to say about some of them. What do you mean? Right, well, why, don't you, why don't you ask me about them? Who's going to... Uh, okay, once I write stellar lyrics, are we going to yeah. get Steve Marquette to sing them? Well, no, we can get him to play. Maybe we can get his uh, a vocalist. I bet you forgot her name again. Ayana Woods. Yeah, and she's got a sister who's very famous too, mm -hmm. right? And uh, maybe we could get Ayana. Yeah, Maybe. We'll, we'll work on it. Yeah. Um, all right, well. So I I'll, think that's uh, exciting. Send, get, email me that list, and uh, remember to, next to each song, tell me what uh, type of music style you're after. No, I, I think I want you to come in blank. I want you just to just see, come up with some lyrics and see what you can do, and then we'll, we'll fuse them. More fusion. And if listeners have any ideas for lyrics, we'd love to. We'd love to. Uh, yeah, you know what I'll do is maybe I'll post all of the song titles on the podcast uh, info section. Yeah. 
for each for this episode. And if you guys have any um, ideas on what type of music style it should be or just commentary on the titles, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I can't either. And by the way, I didn't really we, hope you guys. I really hope you guys comment. Didn't we get a fan letter from somebody? Uh, on the last episode, episode eleven, somebody um, did write. Uh, Matt. Matt. Matt wrote. From Matt from where? Did uh, say no, where it doesn't from? say. Oh. But Matt wrote this podcast was a great idea. Well, you know, Matt, I I think that you've you've shown just how bright our listeners are, and you get it. With the six simple words, the mo- you get it. The morons, the morons out there don't. So you're in a fairly ex- uh, exclusive company, and uh, I commend you. I commend your taste, and uh, you're a very sophisticated young man, or maybe old man. I don't really know that. A real love wordsmith. To, love to know more about you. In fact. Yeah, we need more comments. But we did. We got a negative comment. Yeah, that was that. That one was the only one so far. Well, we got some anonymous guy. Oh boy, somebody, someone sent this to you. Yeah. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got a mess. Let's I hear got, it. I got a mess. Can't wait. Well, I I forgot to write it down, but essentially, he called me a low life, know nothing, bullshitter, and all I can tell anonymous is. That's not how his mother felt about me when she used to put her tongue in my naughty place. <laughs> oh, good God. Um, actually, you know, we did get a long comment about the podcast via your um, blog. Well, I try to find it. Why don't you advise the listeners... Who also are readers of your blog about some very well, important yeah, changes I, I'm, happening. I, I'm, I'm going to make a, some fairly dramatic changes, uh, scheduling changes. And the reason I'm doing this is because history will never forgive me unless I uh, complete my, my uh, Dung Beetle novel. And I've finished the second draft, but it still needs. I, 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 there's months more work here. Well, writing five blogs... Um, Four? What do I write? Four or five? I think I write four. But writing four fantastic blogs a week just cuts into, into my novel writing time. So what I'm proposing, and Liz has agreed, I have not talked to Kevin from New Orleans or Buzzkill yet, but I would like to change the schedule where I write my blog Mondays and Wednesdays. Pub Crawl Liz writes to Tuesday. Then Kevin from New Orleans writes Thursday, and Buzzkill writes Friday. And then I um, will do a nostalgia blog Saturday, or if something so uh, cataclysmic happens that has to be written right then, I'll write a Saturday blog, and then we'll take Sundays off. Now, we got a huge spike in um, hits, or people reading the blog after the Anthony Bourdain blogs. And um, so now that, I mean, there's a, I, I did write a blog today about Aja and Rose McGowan. And I also mentioned that I'm working on a portrait of Anthony, a long, a long overdue uh, portrait. And um, it was very, it's very revealing when you're doing somebody's portrait because 
you get some insights into the person that you don't get uh, if you're just sitting casually. I mean, when you really just sit there studying uh, every line and hollow in somebody's face uh, and the look in their eyes and their demeanor, um, you um, look at Craig the Drunk is walking by. Good God, he can barely move. Uh, it's, it's 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 you get a lot of insight. So yeah, the the painting, the the picture I'm doing of Anthony um, is quite quite interesting. So anyway, I hope the fans aren't going to be too upset. But I must get this book done. I mean, what's it about? None of your fucking business. You don't read my book. Read my other. You read my other business. It's confessions of a, it's a chronicles of a dung beetle warrior. You've actually told me about some of it. You okay, do, do so then the, what? You, oh, so what, oh, you want me to tell the listeners what yes. it's about? Oh, it's about <laughs> it's about a handsome middle-aged guy named Ainsley Lockenbar. And Ainsley it sounds like Holden Caulfield. It doesn't sound like Holden Caulfield. That's a very kind of normal name. What's the Ains- catcher in the rye? Yeah, I know. Real, oh, gee, really? Uh, Holden was catcher in the rye, really? Well, I just and have to make to sure. Catch, he wants to catch kids flying out I of the air. I have to That's make sure a, you understand what we're talking about. I understand who Holden Caulfield is. Okay, so middle-aged, good-looking uh, guy named who? Ainsley Lockenbar. How did you come up with that name? You'll, if you read the book and if you... I mean, future literary historians will be writing all about how the name happened to have. I'll tell you one thing. Ainsley is my father's middle name. Okay, that's a really good... That's a Lockenbar, really good... Lockenbar is a, is a famous Sir Walter Scott poem. Because hmm. he's Scottish. Ainsley Lockenbar yep. is Scottish. Okay. But he's Chicago. And he goes through a horrible divorce. And um, he's married to a very wealthy woman, and she is. Uh, her name is, uh, I believe, it's Rothschild, and he has a very assertive daughter, grown daughter. But his passion is dung beetle fighting, and so he goes to all around the world, competing in dung beetle fighting. I'm not going to tell you a whole lot more, other than. It's the, it starts in Chicago, it goes to Tijuana, Mexico. He has a confrontation with the cartel in, in um, Tijuana. Something horrible happens. His whole rest of his life now is devoted, devoted to getting revenge on the cartel. He, in order to get the cooperation of the CIA, he has connections in Somalia because of uh, his dung beetle fighting connections. And so a, f- a very important CIA agent is being held captive by pirates in Somalia. So the CIA calls on Ainsley. They promise, if you help us get our, go over to Somalia and help us get our CIA agent rescued, we will help you get revenge on uh, the cartel. Because the head of the, the son of the head of the cartel is an avid dung beetle fighter himself. So anyway, so well over half the book takes place in Somalia, and it's one adventure after another. And then the book ends in Bilbao, Spain, at the international winner-take-all dung beetle championships. 
So that's as much as I'm going to tell you. So when this book gets turned into a movie, who would play Ainsley? You know, I would say probably Michael Shannon. Oh, Michael, lucky you. I've kind of had him in mind. Interesting. Mm -hmm. How about some of the other characters? Without telling who the other characters are, give me some uh, other celebrities who you think would make uh, no, have a good fit. Uh, yeah, well, that's getting the cart before the horse. And? I mean, but this would be, this is a, an actor's dream. These are dream roles. The world Absolutely. of dung beetles and dung beetle fighting. Absolutely, yes. This is the first non-autobiographical book you've yes. done. Yeah. Why? Uh, it's a story I felt needed to be told. Are you starting to bore yourself with your own stories? Not at all. I can't wait to get going on um, uh, fraud and deception. Oh, yeah. You've already started that one, though, haven't you? Yeah, I have, but I, I want to get Dung Beetle done first. Okay. All right. Um, I Well, that's all very exciting. Genius. Uh, I, I, I know that we've worked on some formatting already for Dung Beetle. Yeah. And how far are you from being done? Well, I've, it's the thing is, it just keeps growing. It's just like, um, it's like kind of becoming like war and peace in a lot of oh, ways. Oh, God. So um, every time I think I'm getting a grip on it, all of a okay. sudden a whole bunch of new things are happening. Less is more. Be done with the dung. Yeah, no. If it has to be said, it has to be said. I'm the genius. You are. You're the sidekick. You're gonna have it edited anyway. I'm gonna have to go through that whole process. Oh, it'll definitely have to be edited. Yeah. Start thinking about the artwork. Um, I, you know, this I, I and I have, and I can use drawings, which is way better for publishing purposes. I was thinking definitely. Oh, within the book. Within the book, oh, doing wow. yeah, to illustrate. It's like a storybook. With the, oh, it's this is this is. Maybe you should make it into a coloring book. Uh, no, that's um, in there's, Spanish. There's adult this, coloring books, no, you know. No, the Spanish edition will have coloring oh, books. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you just make a kids' version that's just all coloring. Um, that again would be the Spanish version. Why? Because this is uh, this is not the kind of coloring book. I can do a coloring book. I'll do a porn coloring book oh, for God. you. How's that? <laughs> I'm What's sure that? there are some people who would actually love it. There would. I think you know what. In fact, do I that. Can do a whole do book on vaginas. Why don't you just take? I got an idea. Why don't you just take some of your your uh, paintings and make them into black and white line art and create an alehouse coloring book for the 60th anniversary? Um. People would love that shit. Hey, yeah. out there, you guys, listeners, if you guys like that idea, please comment in the comments. Yeah. Why don't I stick six gerbils up my asshole and see if they can get along? How's that? Wait, why don't you like this idea? Hmm? Why don't you like the idea of a color alehouse coloring book? Because I'm gonna have to do some work. No, no, this you don't. Work. You don't actually. I've I can been, take a scan. I've, re I've returned to my easel, by the way. I'm doing portraits I know, right now. I cannot believe I'm actually setting myself up for more work to do for you. But you can actually take one of those any any painting of yours, scan it, and convert it into just a black and white line. Well, that means you can do it. Exactly. All right, fine. Feel but, free. Okay, but I'm only going to do it if people out there would actually buy it and color it. And only if you'll agree. And, and, and only if you'll agree if we can host coloring sessions at the bar. I don't, I don't know why not. As long as there's alcohol involved, I don't see any problem. As long as people are purchasing things. Huh. Um, okay, well, I would actually like to know if people want that to happen. 
So if you are uh, listening and we'd to also, this, if comment. You, if you're commenting, and please let us know if you how, how raunchy you want it to get, because I've got some really good stuff, but a lot of people turn their nose up at some of my vaginal just because it's not necessary. Work. You've got other good stuff. And by the up way, there. And you still haven't hung. I gave you some great paintings. I have two. I have two. Yeah, but you're not hanging them. Hell no. Well, they're giving back. Okay, I will. Oh, I forgot to. I, I will maybe, send you a picture. Maybe Jordan, of, Jordan just moved to a new place. Jordan, would you be interested in a, a vagina painting? <laughs> See, he's probably he's hesitating. To, no. You probably have to talk to his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's. No. It's, I have. A, you know what? I love the picture. I love the painting I have, I do have on my wall, and that is a beautiful tree you painted. All right, a fucking tree, all right. <laughs> I, I would want another tree. Can you paint me Maybe another Maybe I'll tree? do a nice one of the Rio Grande for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an asshole. Um, anyway, so if you guys want to see an Ale House coloring book of Bruce's paintings, please comment either in the podcast or on his blog or send me an email, liz at historyuntapped.com or... Shout at me on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. All those yeah, places. Yeah, we're easy to get a hold of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, since you said you returned to the easel, I want to know what you're doing, and I actually want to know more about this Bourdain portrait because you started to talk about it. Well, the Bourdain portrait. I would say by this time next week, the Bourdain portrait will be hanging. I'm going to put it where oh. Le- I'm going to put it to where, where Lenny Bruce is. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'll move Lenny up. You know, because most people don't know who the hell Lenny is. Is it the same size as Lenny Bruce? Oh, no, portrait? it's bigger. It'll do. And, you know, What's I like it when some of the old-timers... We haven't had an old-timer come in and bitch for a couple of years. But there was a stretch when uh, I, I put uh, Lenny Bruce and Nelson Algren and Roger Ebert, um, Gugu, and Mike Royko over some of the old-timers on the, on the mural. Well, they'd come in and go, Who are, these are people that came in maybe once every five years. Yeah, fuck Oh, them. man, you're really fucking up the wall. I go, yeah, well, you know what? You know what, asshole? Maybe if you came in other than that, other, and by the way, I always thought you were a boring sack of shit, you know. I mean, what, I mean, the old timers make me want to puke. Yeah, they don't deserve to be up there if you're, all, if you're not in here putting in the blood, sweat, and beers. What? <laughs> you all right? Well, I'm not, I mean, there's some loud people in here. You know what i You don't deserve to be on the wall if, if you're in here I'm, putting some I'm blood, hearing, sweat, and beers. I'm hearing in my little phones here. Oh, God. Is that better? Oh, God. Now I can fucking hear. Stop pulling on the cords. I'm not pulling on the cords. I'm not even touching my dick. <laughs> what I'm the ju- fuck does that have to do with the cords? I, I is that, pull, is that I, the, the, your pet name for your penis? Because the cord? <laughs> no. You need to eject, no. pull the cord. No, Mr. Happy Boy. That's what I call Mr. Happy Boy, that's so lame. My dick? Yeah. My dick? Well, yeah, I'm sure your dick is lame. <laughs> Mr. Oh. Happy Boy. No, no, that's me. And that's ageist also. <laughs> Come on, you can think of a better nickname for your... No, I can Man, peace. I could. Um, anyway, stop pulling the cords. I'm not pulling I'm not pulling the cords. <laughs> All I said was, if you're not in here putting in the blood, sweat, and beers, you need to not be in the wall. Yeah, well, you know, there's a certain historical thing. Um, the, um, you know, the, I would say good 90% of the people on that mural are dead. You know, so yeah, they, but that mural is badass. Yeah, I know. We don't want to fuck, but you I do. You think try to clean it? 
I never tried. No, because when somebody tried to claim somebody asked, what was his name? He was one of the one of the owners that bought it from Joe Daniels with Arthur. He was started cleaning it one day, and he was just obliterating it. Did he know what he was doing? No, he's a moron. What was his what name? What the fuck? Why would you let some random... I wasn't me. Like, I didn't own the bar. I'm, they own the bar. I'm talking about, like, are there any are there any art conservative, conservators out there? No, you know what? You don't touch that wall because the nicotine is serves as the... Protection. The patina and the protection. No, no it, it's, but, it's, it's lasted fine. Yeah. It's taking yeah. a, a beating. I actually... One of my projects with Bruce is to literally try to take an image of it so that we can do a line drawing of it or some sort of like a, a something on paper and then try to identify each person if possible um, you think that would be really hard yeah there's uh, actually there's we have it somewhere behind the bar there is a um, it exists David Hoekstra did an article on the bar about 25 years ago and they got, he collected, at the time, they got quite a group, number of people who were still alive. Oh, I need to and see they, that. They, and they, yeah, it's, I think it's behind the bar. Yeah, I would like to see that. Yeah, it's somewhere. And by the way, I found that, um, that the Jesse Jackson Jr. Um, yeah, good, picture congratulations. That the, the guy's doing the documentary or looking yeah. for. I'm, I'll, I will send that to him. But uh, I, think, I think it's behind the bar somewhere. All right, well, hopefully that's another project to work on because we got to figure out how we're going to preserve that wall and the people in but, it. You know, I'm, I'm looking now as I think about it. If I put Anthony Bourdain where Lenny Bruce is, somebody's going to steal because I used to have Ebert. Yeah, Lenny Bruce is too low. I used to have Ebert right, well, they have to be screwed. I mean, uh, somebody tried to, right after the screening of their Ebert movie, they had a screening down at Jesus. Somebody came in and tried to steal it. So I had to move it to the middle of the bar. People have actually tried to steal some of this stuff? They've stolen a bunch of stuff. Wow, people are amazing. Yeah, people are people. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, this is valuable art. I mean, you're probably, this is your, you know, inheritance. You're going to need to put that Bourdain picture up high. And wait till people hear that Pub Crawl Liz gave me back a couple paintings when... Um, I'm your sorry. Little nieces, your little nieces and nephews. Oh my God, those are worth millions of dollars. You just gave it back. Oh my God, we hate you. We hate you, <laughs> Aunt Liz. We hate you. I don't blame them. All right, well, I guess I'll take them out from under my bed. <laughs> and give it. No, no, maybe I'll just keep them there. No, I want them back. I mean, what the fuck are they doing in your bed? I'm kidding. They're in the closet. No, oh, well, that's better. Well, they're Good. protected from dust. Just give them back. I'll think about it. Just give them back. <laughs> when I my my dad told me once that um, in like 1980, he and my mom had an opportunity to buy a building on the corner of like um, LaSalle and one of the one of the houses on the the block of LaSalle between uh, North Avenue and Eugenie. There's some old brownstones or graystones right there. That's not that big high rise. <clears throat> and they had an opportunity to buy the whole building in 1980 for like $70,000. And they were thinking about it, but they kind of did the math and figured that if they did that, they were literally going to be living, having to pay that mortgage and all the, you know, all the blah, 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 four rugrats, living paycheck to paycheck. And if anything happened, they'd be screwed. What, I mean, what do you think it's worth now? Oh, millions. <laughs> yeah. And so they didn't do it. And I, every time I walked down that block, I'm like, ugh. Well, I mean, Arthur could have bought this building, the whole thing, for 125. What year was this? Um, back in the probably 
late 70s. And I think the worst is that whole, that um, where O'Rourke's used to be, yeah. which is was then came flat, what, Flat Top or whatever restaurant. Yeah, Flat Top Grill. Uh, and, but it had two other commercial uh, spots and plus, I think, two or three residential places on the top. Oh, so good income. The, he could have bought the whole thing for 75 grand, the asshole. Which, God, he was an asshole, too. And, but he, he, did he have the money to do it? Yes. And you know uh, why he didn't yeah. do it? That's an asshole. Well, because, you see, the Irishman that loved, loved because it was an Irish bar, he loved it. And so he, uh, he offered him the special deal. So, so then, you know, he thought, well, what, uh, now I'll only be a landlord. Well, plus, you know, it needed some work. But big fucking 75 grand? Can you imagine what that building's worth now? Oh, No. I don't and even know. I can't. I can't even fathom the amount of money that people pay for this stuff, or what, well, what the stuff is uh, worth. Because Liz- I don't even. I don't even know what that means. Lazar and Kovar bought that three flat that Kovar has right now for uh, for seven thousand five hundred bucks. Or seventeen. Oh seventeen thousand. Three flat. Brick for three, three flat. Yeah, I mean that's the <sighs> shit that was around here. Ru- Ruben, I think Ruben bought his house down the street for eleven thousand. Who was it? Um, 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 the inventor, the inventor. Bought his house for like oh he got them all yeah for like nine grand but then when he was when he was renovating the inside of it he found a paper bag what like right before the the I don't know the people were coming in to like clear the whole yeah, thing he found out it in the garage yeah he yeah. found a paper bag stuck in a corner under a garage and he found like nine grand in it <laughs> so think, the house is pretty you, much free you think that's you think that's something back in nineteen eighty. Um, Toby and I got back from New York and we needed a place to stay. And, um, God, what's the guy out there? He's got the twitches. Um, so we need You're so pl- distracted by the window. I'm we, wondering we, we should we need, record elsewhere. Just, just, just don't interrupt me. So, <laughs> anyway, um, we do, so I'm looking in the paper, you know, thought, well, you know what? I've got a few bucks stashed. Um, I can't believe my, my eye, I see. For what the hell did we pay? It was a co-op, right on Greenview and and Greenwood or Glenwood in, uh, in and, uh, Edgewater. No, in uh, uh, well, that would be Uptown. Oh, no, Rogers Park. Yeah, Rogers East Park, Rogers Park, right. right, right, directly behind the Heartland. Oh, sure. So it was like, what the hell was it? It was like. Uh, it's like something like ten thousand. I, mean, I couldn't believe it. So I think it's there's something fucked up. So I called the realtor. I go down there, and um, I mean, I call him up. I said, I, "You got the building? Is that true?" Yeah, yeah, we got. Yeah. So we go over there. I go over. There. I don't think he. T- I don't even think uh, Toby went with me initially. So I go over there. And I say, "Yeah, that's the price. It's it's got it's a big it's a big one bedroom, but there, it's got a sun porch. So there could have been a bedroom." And um, so now I know that there's no goddamn way that I can um, that I can um, be on the the title. So I say I'm buying it for my parents because you know they're everybody in the buildings and yeah. so they're old farts in this place. But it's really a nice nice building. So. Um, so after I put I put I put a grand down, I brought a grand with me, I put it down. And um, so uh, 
the guy, the realtor says, you know, there's about 15, 20 people on the waiting list if you decide to change your mind. No. So my mom and dad have to come down before the board. They they, get, you, you sent for them from yeah, Upper's well, Grove? Yeah, yeah. No, they were out in Riverdale. So I bring them down. So they go to the board meeting, and it's in their name. Everything's fine. The only problem was that Toby and I moved in. But no, but, oh, but we, we were going to have to wait, like, um, a week or two because the people that it was a kind of a famous Swedish American artist named Nyholm and his widow um, had I guess they had put her in a home because anyway so all this furniture it was, some of the furniture was pretty good they said well like we, Ikea? We, 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 oh, no no this is uh, this is <laughs> kidding no this, this is Swedish this, oh, is, this is old old time you know oak furniture mm-hmm. and so um, we um so I told her, I said, yeah, it's going to take us a while to sell this furniture we have to find. I said, well, how much you want for the furniture? I said, I'll buy it. He says, oh, it's 250 bucks. He says, done. For all the furniture? Yeah, so it's, now it's a place. What year is this? About 1980, 81. Okay. So, um, okay, now, of course, you know, Toby, uh, Toby's just this bundle of energy, and she just immediately takes off and starts cleaning. And she's got these great brass lamps. She picks up a brass lamp, and there's like a couple hundred bucks under the brass lamp. Holy shit. So then she picks up another brass lamp. There's another couple hundred bucks. So then she opens the icebox, and pull, she's pulling stuff out. She finds another couple hundred bucks. So every, so now oh, I'm, I'm running around the fucking place wildly. <laughs> And, and I pull Pulling out. things, opening things, well, and then I've got, lifting things. There's a Swedish artist named Bruger Sanson. I pulled out a bunch of lithographs, signs. You still have them? Uh, unfortunately, I let various people keep them in, 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 in about, there were about five of them. Only two of them are accounted for. I can't, still can't believe Pat Colander let I think I gave her a couple. She gave one to her kid, thank God, because that's safe. I don't know what the fuck she It's just unbelievable. And they're worth double. But, but, but anyway, so get this. So I'm running around. We keep finding money. So, and then we would thrown out all the woman's clothes, but she was a seamstress. So I can just imagine how much she sewed into, into clothing. <laughs> and we turn. So I'm, I, I look underneath the dining room table. Oh... There's a big purse right right on the bracing underneath the table. I can't believe these people didn't take this with them. I don't understand. Well, they didn't. They, they didn't know. They didn't know. Oh. What do you think? They knew there was money under no, everything. No, I, I I didn't understand if this was their stuff. No, no, it was the woman that she, she lived there by herself for Before years. Before they turned it into the co-op. She was Got a it. widow. Got it. Yeah, well, no, her family inherited it from her. Whenever she, I guess she went in. Either she died or she went into a home. I can't remember. The story has gone on for like 27 hours, so I'm trying to follow. Yeah, well, what's so hard? What's so hard? Continue. Well, the main thing is there's like 10 grand. Holy shit. 10 fucking grand. So now, between, by the whole time, we almost paid for the con, uh, the co-op with what we just found in cash. And that's our counting of the goddamn paintings. Wow. And, and artwork. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a, a good story. It's a great story. It's a good feel-good story. Very very good feel-story. Good story. <laughs> um, and by the way, the, the assessment was only 120 bucks a month. So that's we, a lot for 1980. 120 bucks a month? It's yes. free. Bullshit. I, we used to go down to Sarasota until Gracie was born every year so I could know the house of law. Should I tell everybody about how I used to dress up when I used to house of law in Florida? 
God. You want to? Yeah, well, it's a cute, it's a cute story. I used to wear, I had my grandmother's old hearing aid, one of those big monster things that would stick way out of your ear. And so then I had a, I improvised a dirty trach tube with a dirty bandage around it. And I strap it around my neck and I go over to Cala and something into Tampa and stuff and play golf. Everybody thought it was like I was about 90 years old and Wow, you can hit the ball a mile for your age. Terrible. Oh, yeah, it was cool. But I thought, yeah, but you want to play for. <laughs> You're terrible. Um, wait a minute. But this all started because, oh, by the way, my story connected to the Heartland when you were talking about the Heartland. When I was like 16 years old, I went to the Heartland Cafe. Because uh, we just moved to Roger Park. So I must have been like 17, 16, 17. And uh, I went to the Heartland Cafe and I walked in and I sat down to, like, I don't know, get soda or some sort of lunch anyway and I look to the right and sitting next to me is Michael Stipe who? <laughs> Michael Stipe is the lead singer for R.E.M. an amazing band from the 80s, 90s, right. 2000s take your word for it. and I was really into R.E.M. at the time because they were sort of like you know hot at that point in time and so I was slightly starstruck, but of course, again, not my style to ask for a picture or do anything stupid. And I just was so happy I got to sit next to Michael Stipe, and my only memory about that is that he smelled like a goat. Ooh. Yeah. Bad hygiene. He's kind of a hippie, you know, they don't, they don't really shower bad, and stuff. Bad, bad hygiene. Yeah, and, and this was, he definitely, even worse would have been if I actually smelled patchouli over the goat smell, but thankfully I didn't. Ooh. Um, and my other story, full circle, is that you mentioned Flat Top Grill. Yeah. You know the folks who started Flat Top Grill? They sold it and then went on to do other things. And one of the things they're doing now is that new seafood restaurant across the street. That, that was the original? Yeah. Well, Chris wasn't involved in No, 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 no. The, the owner's owners. Oh, okay. Not the manager. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should have them on the show sometime. They have interesting stories. Speaking of our creative differences. Oh, wait, by the way, let me just go back to the Bourdain portrait real quick. What else can you tell me about, like, what, what's the, I don't know. Like, what kind, how are you painting him? I'm painting him like the last time I saw him. Which, which tells, was, th- tells a lot, of, well, how long ago was he here with Parts Unknown? That would have been October of 2015. Yeah, so two and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I'm painting. So, can you elaborate on that? Well, I mean, it's not, I mean, well, it's... Well, it's I'm just interested than, also in your process. Well, my process is that um, the hardest part is doing the initial sketch because you got to get them to look like... Now, it's, it's not always easy. You know, so you're trying to look, get a certain look. That's, and, and I don't like painting people I don't know. I can paint people I don't know. Yeah. But... It's a way, I, I don't know what their look is. I don't know what the expression I'm looking for. Yeah, you've said this to me often, which I actually, I, I really like this part about how you work, and I, I admire it because you don't, you don't paint people just to paint them. You paint them after getting to know who they are, and that right. certainly affects what you're seeing on the, no, I, 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 I was going to say on the canvas, but no, it's the cardboard. Well, no, sometimes they use canvas. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, and I don't always get the look I'm looking for, you know. And you um, often either take images from memory or if you can't catch them off the internet or for regulars, you have somebody, myself, Ruth, whomever, take a picture of that person. Well, I like then, a couple pictures. I like a bit. Yeah, you like, you like several pictures and then we print them up for you at Walgreens or wherever. 
and then you actually have them next to your easel, and you go from there. Yeah, that's a neat. I think it's a neat process. I've seen. But, I see. I've seen it from start to finish. And the, tr- the tr- <laughs> I'll tell you what, because I mean, the last painting I did was um, Aja cutting Harvey Weinstein's throat. That's yeah. that's been a while now, and uh, so. I'll tell you, when I used to paint every day, I mean, I could just knock this shit off, bang, 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 bang. I mean, as you can look, look around the bar. I mean, I could do 10 portraits a week. When How long I was does it take you street. to do one? Well, now, I mean, because I'm not in practice, this is going to probably take me at least a week. To do a portrait. But I'm, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm three quarters done. Well, I'm over halfway done. I'm also doing this guy, John, who comes in. He's a regular, and he always wants me to do it, so I'm finally doing him. Doing Jacob, who's our doorman tonight. Jacob, and, and who else did you say? And the other one I'm doing is, well, that's Ruth and Katie. Irish Chris's Katie are ne- going to be next. Oh, batch. nice. Who, there's a, the third one I'm doing. Yes. Oh, doorman Dan. Oh, Dan's not up here yet. No, I forgot. Amazing. He wasn't. And. Um, so Kim said, why don't you do that? Oh, I said, and I, so I said, Dan, hey, give me a picture. He said, I already did. <laughs> I, you know. But I'll tell you what, when I moved, everything got fucked up because I don't know where anything is yeah. when I moved. I, I keep, Ruth keeps saying she's going to force me to organize all my stuff, and I keep saying, of course. But yeah, right. Maybe, maybe this week will be you, the week. Ruth, you've seen his car. Holy shit show that yeah, is. Yeah, well, I can find stuff. But um, so anyway... Um, yeah, I'll have these done. Yeah, I mean, the old days I could do a, a port. A, most of the time I could do a port in three, four days. But um, just headshots, you know. I mean, the political stuff takes at least a week. Mm-hmm. And um, But that's why I'm in a groove. Now I'm not in a groove, so I, um, I plod. But the paint should be dry tomorrow, so I should be able to do the final stuff. Now, of course... Because if you just look around here and think if I would have actually had to pay to have all my paintings framed, it costs, yeah. it, it could be, it's you're talking thousands, thousands of dollars. What I do is I just use flea market garage sale frames and um, I cut the, before I do the paint, well, I have, I have enough frames that I don't have to do it with the small portraits, but uh, so as soon as I get done, I'll find old frames in the basement or wherever I got frames. And I will cut the pictures down to the size. The cardboard. Of the card. I do that with masonite too. Oh. Masonite also. I have to saw. Yeah, it's it. it's a really neat process. I uh, I like I like to hear when you're painting. It makes I like to know that you're painting more than I like to know that you're writing. Yeah, well, because you you because you're, you're not really a particularly sophisticated person, oh, and I'm paying you a compliment. And yeah. you well, have no, to... No, it's, it's not a compliment. What do you mean? Because you're denigrating my writing. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I think you're a great writer. No, you don't. I like reading your stuff. I just really like... I like it when you paint a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe because I'm more of a visual person. Yeah, I think you're definitely more of an audio-visual. Yeah. That's why we're out doing a podcast. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Um, so, before we wrap this up... I do want to let everyone know that the genius and I have been having some creative differences about the show. That, that's putting up mildly. So I want to be able to have, since we're asking, I feel like we're asking the listeners a lot today. Well, they can get to work, it. everyone. Get to work. They can handle it. 
Yeah, so aside from chiming in on the country western titles, and, and aside and, on chiming in from the... And polka yeah, titles. And, and aside, okay, your new record. And, and aside from chiming in on whether or not we should do an alehouse coloring book from Bruce's paintings, um, we really do want to know what kind of guests you guys would like to see. I don't the, really care what kind, because I know what kind I want. But that's I want very interesting selfish. people. I do too. I want interesting people. But the point is this, and for I example... Know, I know... Who's going to be interesting? Okay, for example, say there was a uh, bank down the street, and we knew a banker, and we asked the banker to be on the show. Um, I don't necessarily think that we should have some other banker from that bank the next week or the following week. Well, maybe if the uh, if the banker uh, was banging all the tellers. No, but that's not what we're going to talk about. No, that's what I'm going to talk about. No, no one wants to talk I don't about their sex talk lives. About banking. I want to talk about some. You um, want to talk about banking? I don't want to talk about. Yeah, banking. you do. What do you mean? I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, and the history of banking, and yeah. what's happening at the bank. Well, I like to talk about robbing them. <laughs> you and, know, I'm not and, really talking and about how the, and, and and how do you embezzle if you once you get the bank presidency job? That's shit I'd no, like to it, know. You want you always want to go after people's sex lives. No one wants to talk about their sex no, lives on the show. Yes. This is why Ruth also doesn't want to be on but the show. But that's what I sell at. That's why I sell at, by the way, because I get people to tell this stuff. I'm just saying, we, the, I, I want all of those bankers, for sure. But there just needs to be diversity oh, in what the, the content what, what we a, offer. What a terrible analogy. <laughs> God. Just... Uh, People out there in podcast land, just trust me because I know what's interesting. Anyway, my point is this. So if I tell her this person is going to be interesting, I mean, there are certain people that you, you they're, they're fragile. You can't really probe. And No, you we, can't. And we don't need fragile. No, we definitely don't. Remember pro- last time we had someone fragile on? Yes, we. Yes, I do. And her portrait is no longer adorning the wall at the uh, old town oh, yeah. ale house. I had to get a new phone. Did you really? <laughs> no, that's a joke. I'm yeah. just saying. I had so many text messages you know coming in. You know what's so sad about that too is because when this thing blows up in her face and she needs her support group, there will be no support group. It's all well, gone. I don't know about that. Well, you can be the support group then. I mean, you feel bad for people. I don't. I know you don't. Not her. <laughs> Fuck her. <laughs> um. Anyway, yes, people are fragile, so there's just I don't, I don't know. There's. Uh, Let me pick the guests. Why? Because I'm, I'm on the show too. I know, and you p- perform a valuable service. <laughs> but when it comes to knowing who's going to be interesting, leave it to me. I'm gonna. I'm just going to ask everyone out there to chime in on the banker situation oh, God. and on the kinds of guests you'd like to see. Because you know what, Bruce thinks he knows it all, and you know he does no, know a I don't lot. Know, I don't know, but at I all. would like for everybody else to provide him with some guidance and a little feedback. Because otherwise, if you guys don't provide the guidance or the feedback, he's going to do whatever the fuck there he has, wants. There has not been one boring guess. I concur. I love okay. all of our guests. In fact, we made a list, and I'm excited about all those guests. Yes. So, why would you why would you question my judgment? <laughs> why wouldn't I? Because I mean, all the guests so far have been perfection. Yeah, but it's been a, it's been a conversation between the two of us. I understand, and I'm willing to 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 have conversations, but you 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 have this kind of anti-artistic phobia. Are you out of your tree? No, 
I love all the artists. I love all the I love all the stuff. In fact, I'm so excited about several guests coming up for those reasons. Okay. Then trust me. You trust me. <laughs> you got my goddamn paintings in your fucking bed? I'm going to trust you? <laughs> that was a joke. No, it's not. Yes, it is a joke. No, I know you don't have them on the walls. I don't have them on the walls. That's, that's a fact. Yeah. But they're not under my bed. They're very well protected. I take care of my stuff. Yeah, we definitely protect I'm stuff very particular your, about that stuff. I'm, I'm actually a tidy person, unlike you. Well, I believe that you're probably a lot tighter than I am. <sighs> that's an understatement. Well, I'm, yeah, okay. You um, got you because you got this anal thing going on. <laughs> Little anal anal. Let's start with poop. End with poop. Okay. Well, we'll talk about your anal proclivities. Um. All right. Well. Uh, okay. Well, let's hear from some of you people out in podcast land. Yeah. Send us messages. Tell us stuff. Yeah. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Because otherwise, the genius is going to go. Hog wild. Well, of course, they probably want that. See, you shouldn't have said that. They want me to go hog wild. You do anyway. Yeah, if they even comment, you're going to go hog wild. Well, you can't control the, the beast. You can't control right. the hog. Yeah, but, but yeah, send us your, send us your comments. We, we, we look forward to them. Um, Rock and Roll Ruth, thanks for keeping us hydrated, as always. You're welcome. You're the, you're the best at it. For sure. Yes, she is. Um, Jordan, as always, we thank the dear Lord for your presence. Oh, we, we each and over, every day. Over and over and each over. Each and every day. Do. Yes, we do. I don't know where you found him, but it was a miracle. Kudos to it, it was a, it was it was a holy, holy, holy. It was almost as as amazing as the Immaculate Conception. Yeah, and if you believe, and if you believe in uh, the, if you believe that the town horror had a immaculate conception, (laughs) (laughs) I I think again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine your old lady comes home and says, "God knocked me up." Um, Oh, really? I feel like you would have tried that. Did he give you the clap last week too? I feel like you would have tried that. That's exactly what you try to do with your gang rape story. Oh, by the way, we did get a very negative comment. Well, you did, in regard to our um, uh, story about you running down the street naked and cheating yeah, on yeah, your girlfriend. I, yeah, did you read that? Yeah, but I think we were, you read that before. No, I didn't. That's a brand new one. Oh. It was through the blog. Yeah. It was um, Patty. Who said, I love you, Bruce, and your brutal honesty. Oh, How, Pat, However. Is, what, isn't a Patty something downing? Patty downing in the middle. Da, Patty downing in the middle. What, I, hey, Patty, I'm dying. Do you, can I read the comment for the I know, but I, I'd like to get to know more about Patty yeah, we, downing Patty, in the middle. Patty, come into the bar, for God's sakes. Or at least send Because us you're pictures. always commenting, and you know what? I love I like that. It. I know, I, like I love it. comments, too, yeah. I love it. And she is really honest, which I love this. Yeah, So let me good. read the whole comment to the All listeners, right. and we'll I, I, wrap it up with that. All right. Uh, love you, Bruce, and your brutal honesty. However, I am dismayed at the disrespect you showed your great companion, Rock and Roll Ruth. The story of the naked window escape was funny, I must say. However, the porcelain Deb snatch in the moonlight is a bit much. My husband of 35 years knows somewhat of my sordid past. However... If he was sitting right next to me at a podcast, I would not opine about uh, next lover's dick size and expertise. 
just not done no matter how geriatric we are. Just not respectful or honorable. Other than this snafu, I really enjoy your stories of the days of the days. Talk the shit when Ruth is not two feet away from you. Thanks for all from all women. Well, Patty... Um, I don't disagree with her. Well, I, I, I certainly agree with you that you shouldn't be telling about former lovers' uh, huge dick size because that does disturb. Guys are pretty delicate. But um, I think that when I tell stories of something that happened like when I was like 24 years old, I think rock and roll Ruth can handle that. Because given the fact that I am now three times as older than I was then, I don't think I'm seeing too many more porcelain asses in the mo- moonlight. So he's um, mellowed with age. Yeah, I'm mellowed with age. I mean, I mean, I don't know if we're using mellow is the correct word. Yeah. I just think um, enfeebled. With well, age. I think she's just saying, you know what? Those are fine stories. They can be very raunchy. Just don't be as raunchy in front of this lovely lady that oh. you are now calling your companion. Now, Patty, as much as I love you down the middle, I love you right <laughs> down the middle, but because of what you said, I'm going to get raunchier and oh, raunchier geez. and raunchier. See, this is what I'm talking about. You can't control the beast. He goes hog wild. Well, you should. If what you should have said, I want more raunchy. Maybe I would have toned no. it back. Never. I, um, I only work negatively. So I think, you know, I know that you... More poop. <laughs> more poop. Ruth wants more poop. I know you grew up in a different time and things have changed, but I agree. You gotta be a little bit more, I don't know, gentlemanly like. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. Why, should, am I, why should, do I even waste my breath? You should live so long. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, thanks everyone out there for listening. Say goodnight, genius. Goodnight, genius. We will catch you all next week.